Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. From the Kiss 925 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news! Woo! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Dana Carvey uh, announced last night that his 32-year-old son, Dex, died of an accidental drug overdose. What? Uh, he went on to say, it's not an exaggeration to say that uh, Dex loved life, and when you were with him, you loved it too. He made everything fun, most of all. He loved his family, his friends, and his girlfriend. And then he added, anyone struggling with addiction or who loves someone struggling with addiction, um, that his uh, heart is with them as well. And uh, the most recent post from Dana, I guess because all, all like the gossip blogs and Twitter feeds, they're all posting just nasty stuff and, and pictures mm-hmm. that are very unflattering. And then so Dana posted a picture of his uh, son looking great. And he was like, to all, right. the, to all the tabloids, this was this was my son. So uh, real sad because they did comedy together. It was sort of a family mm-hmm. thing. And he even opened for him not that long ago mm-hmm. uh, as well. So uh, RIP. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Andre 3000 has a brand new album out. Mm-hmm. You may remember Andre 3000 from Outcasts. Like, so talented. One, two, three, uh. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so and if I know but show. And people have been waiting for an Andre 3000 solo album for, like, decades now, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one came with a warning. It's called New Blue Sun. And the disclaimer that he put on the record for fans simply read, No Bars. <laughs> um, so Andre uh, released a record and it is an album of instrumental improvisations uh, with wind instruments with ridiculously long song titles. So um, here is one of them, which is uh, why don't you give me a little bit of uh, the song called I Swear I Really Wanted to Make a Rap Album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. <laughs> taste of that uh now let's uh if you could give me a couple of seconds of uh 93 till infinity and beyonce please <laughs> this might be an album i listen to as i'm trying to fall asleep yeah i like this song there's another song on the album called 
That night in Hawaii when I turned into a panther and started making these low register purring tones that I couldn't control. That's the song title? That's the song title. Homie was on this ayahuasca was for sure. I'm sure he was. He's got another song called Gandhi Dalai Lama, Your Lord and Savior JC, Bundy Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Wayne Gacy. That's the song title or that's, that's a bunch of title. Diff- that's the oh, song title. Different song titles, damn. He's got one called Bipolo Disorder. Okay. Daughter wears a 3000 button down embroidered. Look at you. I hate this so much. You hate this, huh? Uh, Here's Andre 3000 talking about why he didn't make a rap album. It actually feels, sometimes it feels inauthentic for me to rap because I I don't have anything to talk about in that way. Like, I'm 48 years old, and not not to say that age is a thing that dictates what you rap about, but in a a way it does. And, like, the things that happen in my life, like, what do you talk, like, I got to go get a a colonoscopy? Like, what do you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what do you rap about you know what I mean like my eyesight my eyesight is going bad like <laughs> right listen you don't need glasses keep it real you don't need glasses <laughs> right you don't need glasses and you, you can all... road, go to colonoscopy you can always go back and listen to Bombs Over Baghdad right that, sure. that still exists it's sure. still there yeah. so fresh and so clean <laughs> yes. right yes. all the classics <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith uh, tracked down by more paparazzi asking about the Will Smith gay rumors and uh, whether she actually saw uh, Will Smith with anyone. All the allegations are fake, Jada. Absolutely. You never seen Will with no man, nothing like that? Never, 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 never. All right, cool. All right, cool. Good seeing you. Have a safe flight. All right. Cardi B's got a lot to say about uh, Will Smith and uh, these reports. Also, why it all makes sense. Because Will like what people is be a doing Libra. Because what? Will is a Libra. I don't like what people be doing to Will Smith. I be feeling like Will Smith is very unproblematic. And I feel like he got like a nice heart. And that's the thing. I found out that Will Smith is a Libra. I always said this. Like Libras. <laughs> yeah. We be getting tried, we be getting tried. And then when we outburst, we outburst so f-ing heavy that we become the, the ones in the wrong. Because when we, when we throw that outburst after we get so much, our, we, we go so crazy that people be like, oh my God, what the f-? Oh, this f- is really crazy. Yo. This f- is f- crazy for real. And I feel like y'all, y'all doing that to Will Smith. And I don't like that some people never f-ing change. I'm so tired of people picking on that man. Dead ass. And like, I feel like I'm not, it's not even uh, your job as a journalist. You should, you should like be able to detect whether somebody is <laughs> or not. Because anybody could say something about anybody. Look what happened to me in 2018 when a that I never, that I don't even, I, I didn't even know her name. Was saying that she know me, that she did, she went to my house. Anybody could say a fake ass story about you and people gonna fake ass believe it. So it should be your job to detect whether something is is a lie or not. Damn. Damn. Holding us accountable. Yes. Look at everybody. Look. Thank you. Libras, huh? <laughs> oh my God. What the f- The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Passed the straw. Huh? The federal uh, government, the federal court just overturned 
the government's ban on single-use plastics yesterday, deeming the policy unreasonable and unconstitutional. The decision found that the classification of plastics uh, in the cabinet were ordered uh, was too broad to be listed on the list of toxic substances, and the government acted outside of its authority. They say there is no reasonable apprehension that all listed plastic manufactured items are harmful. So basically, instead of saying that the they wanted to to get rid of single-use bags and straws mm-hmm. um, because uh, they of landfill or the long-term effects, they listed them as toxic. Mm-hmm. Then they were able to ban them. So the court in Canada just said the determinations for toxic is far too broad to include things like straws and bags. Therefore, what you did by banning them was unconstitutional and way out of pocket. So does that mean I get plastic bags now? Until again? if they unless they appeal. Yeah, but which company is going to be the first to bring them I back? I know, that's the problem, right? Who's going to be the first? I don't know. I, guys, I miss having plastic bags at the grocery store. So I'm I. not going to lie. Like, so I don't. Do I. I bring the reusables, but sometimes... Yeah. Some stores have a secret stash. I just need the plastic bag, man. <laughs> sometimes like, I'm in the garage and I've got to put stuff, you know, uh, I don't know, put stuff away, wrap it up you. in a plastic bag. I, I, I know a guy. And they and they, they make great garbage bags, too. Yes. Right? Yeah, I know. I hear you. Sometimes hear you. the dog throws up I in the middle them. of the night in the hardwood. Yeah. you got to get the paper towel, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Scoop it up, yeah. put it in, in a plastic bag. <laughs> Give me that plastic, mm-hmm. baby. Yes, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, well, in less than 24 hours, Gen Z managed to turn Osama bin Laden into a hero on TikTok. What? Oh, my goodness. Um, so years ago, Osama bin Laden, after the 9-11 attacks, wrote a sort of manifesto called Letter to America, which was published by The Guardian. And it stayed sort of in part on The Guardian's website. And Gen Zers found it. And now they're all having these existential moments uh, and have essentially put the pretty filter on Osama bin Laden. No. Um, here's a little bit of a giant montage. This morning I read Letter to America, which is Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining why he attacked Americans. And I am ashamed to say that I not only have never read this letter, but I didn't even know this letter existed. It's wild and everyone should read it. If you haven't read it yet, read it. However, be forewarned that this has left me very disillusioned and I feel the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. I feel uh, a little bit just confused like I have entered into another timeline. What is this? And yeah, so go read it. So I just read a letter to America and I will never look at life the same. I will never look at Jeez. This country the same? I will never I Please. Anyway, you can stop it. So Please. it's it's what two it's two pages. Like it's not Ready some long knows. thing, but I, either they're not reading the whole thing, or they're just completely ignorant to what it actually says. Uh, but TikTok has released a statement saying content promoting this letter clearly violates our rules on supporting any form of terrorism. They say that they are proactively and aggressively removing this content and investigating how it got onto our platform. But of course, because this is happening, and then the Guardian removed Osama bin Laden's letter off their website Mm -hmm. now people are saying that it is a giant conspiracy between corporate entities to silence the truth and this great freedom fighter that osama bin laden was censorship and all that yes so if you are a parent and your child is posting letter to america osama bin laden praise on tiktok you failed loser 
Yeah. Like you, you really, WTF. you really did. Yeah, it's crazy. It is so insane the amount of videos of people like, oh my God, have you read the Osama bin Laden letter? It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Becky Lynch, WWE star Becky Lynch made history on Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> Do we like Becky Lynch? We clap for Becky. Oh, yeah, yeah, we love yeah, Becky Lynch. Okay, okay. Yeah, but this, but this. Oh, so Becky the, Lynch, the wrestling group chat was not happy about this yesterday. The first player in Jeopardy history to give zero correct answers out of sixty clues <laughs> to save himself and his family. Marty Bird must launder money for a ruthless cartel kingpin. Becky, what is, what is the Ozarks? Ozark. No. What is Ozark? Sorry, no. It's just Ozark without the S, Becky. I'm sorry. Rain for 200, please. Reduce your speed when it's raining to avoid this dangerous driving condition, which occurs when tires lose contact with the road. Becky. What is skidding? Uh, can you be more specific? What is... Come on. Skidding? Becky! <laughs> 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 sorry, that's not correct. Rachel. What is hydroplaning? Yes. That's what we were going for. Uh. Obviously, go 200. It's a way of saying reconnect later with a dash of needless geometry thrown in for good measure. Becky. What is circle around? No. Rachel. What is circle back? Oh, circle back. Becky. Yes. Yo, that, she gave that answer, though. She gave it. She be, like that one, half a point. No. Basically gave it to the other point. I know, I know. Poor Becky Lynch. That Ozarks one was terrible. I can't believe they didn't give her the... You have to be right. Well, she said, what is the Ozarks? That's very wrong. Uh That's very wrong. What is Ozark? Yes. Did her dirty. She answers those questions like somebody's mom. You know what I mean? Right? Uh Always just a little bit wrong (laughs) on all the pop culture stuff. (laughs) Right? Always a a little bit wrong. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, uh, Diddy wasted absolutely no time in uh, getting rid of that lawsuit filed by Cassie against him. Uh, one day after it hit the courts, he's already settled. Details of the settlement have not been released, but Diddy says, quote, uh, we have decided to resolve this matter amicably. I wish Cassie and her family all the best love. Uh, Diddy's lawyer added that this does not mean that he is admitting any wrongdoing by settling the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were together for a while. Uh, yeah, Diddy and Cassie, uh, they had an on-again, off-again relationship from 2007 to 2018. I think she was like 19 and he was like 36 or 7 or something like that when they Oof. when they met in the lawsuit. Uh, she accused him of, tra- of trapping her in, quote, a cycle of abuse, violence, and sex trafficking, as well as sexual battery and gender discrimination. Uh, despite the severity of those accusations, Cassie says, quote, uh, I have decided to resolve this matter amicably on the terms that I have uh, some level of control. So no criminal uh, charges uh, were filed and she did not go to the police. So this was um, more of a civil case. I don't know if anybody remembers, but Cassie in the like mid 2000s, this is her song. No, I don't remember that. I think Diddy produced this or he produced her album when it came out. Anyway, that's who Cassie is. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, F1 over the weekend in Las Vegas. 
baby! Leclerc's going to take second place, but here in Vegas, what Verstappen's in Vegas stays in Vegas. Max Verstappen wins the Las Vegas Grand Prix. There you go, Max Verstappen. Uh, last lap too, huh? Mm-hmm. 18th victory of the season. That's crazy. There's one race left in the season. I believe it's Dubai. Yeah. They should have run it during the day. Why? Yeah, I didn't like it at night. Oh. Because the whole thing was you were supposed to be able to see Vegas all lit up and everything like this, right? You couldn't. It just looked like everything was just dark. Only the aerial shots you could see. Yeah, everything was just dark. Mm -hmm. Like there was no sun. You couldn't see anything. It was like the road and then just black everywhere. Well, they just wanted the Vegas lights, right? Yeah, but you don't get that on television, though. It doesn't do anything for the broadcast. Mm. Like when you're watching it at home, you're like, it just looks looks like they could have been in a garage. I preferred it watching at night. You did, Yeah. Yeah, no. I think, I think it would have I, taken away from the I think, daytime stuff. I think Vegas would have looked cooler had they shot it had they shot it in the day. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe you should send Whatever. an email. They got they got a ten year contract over there. I know. I know. People like that track though. Mm-hmm. Uh Jared Leto started off the whole evening with um I, I guess I don't know. I don't know how much they paid Jared Leto to do this, but Well his band his band? His group? His band. Yeah. 30 Seconds to Mars. They helped with the uh, opening ceremony on, I think it was on Thursday night. Sure. When like Steve Aoki and Tiesto and Jay Balvin and Sure. But I, I don't know how much they paid him to do this. So it opened, the whole thing opened, right, with Jared Leto sitting in like a loft, mm-hmm. right, like some room uh, on a chair. And they had him do a like super hyper serious, almost poetry-like reading of the lyrics to Elvis's Viva Las Vegas. Bright light city, gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. How I wish there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune, won and lost, on every deal. Here we go. All you need is a strong heart and a nerve of steel. Viva Las Vegas. They they should have done, like, the complete opposite of this. And go all out hype. Doesn't that get me hype for the race? This was their hype for the race. That's how it... I know. He sounds like he's about to... Show up on the grid and go but murder everybody. But now I know what the lyrics are. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what did you think, Maury, as somebody who uh, judges people based on their voice? Oh, I thought he did a good job on the read. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think Is it get... because you also sound creepy when you read stuff? <laughs> I was just going to say, because the, the one thing that everybody was saying on social media was that he was giving off serial killer vibes. Yeah. And, 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 and here's Maury, 10-10. 10, 10. <laughs> All good. you need is a strong heart. Good. Viva yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah. You said heart, right? Viva yeah. Las Vegas. Viva <laughs> Las Vegas. Viva. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Bumble is predicting cross-generational dating is going to be the big thing in in, uh, 2024. What? Uh, So back during COVID when the economy and everything else, when everybody was like having to move back in with their parents, that was the Uh big thing. But now what they're finding is that Gen Z is moving in with Gen X. So in the middle, you have millennials. Mm -hmm. So you got Gen Z and then you got Gen X. So we're talking like 26-year-olds with like 50-year-olds kind of thing. Are we clapping at that? 
I, I guess. I don't know. And Are they happy? And, and, if they're happy, cool. Uh, right? If they're happy, cool. <laughs> and it's not just like old men trying to hook up with young women. They say 59% of single women now say they are more open to dating someone younger than them. Oh. And fifty and uh, 35% of women say that they've become, quote, less judgmental towards age gap relationships over the past year. So I don't know what changed. Is Bumble, Bumble's the one where the girl messages the guy? Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, guys can't message the girl? No. The, oh. the woman is in full control. Yes. So really? what does the guy do? Just wait? Yep. Yeah, you just sit. Huh. You just sit. <laughs> were you on Bumble before you um, got with your boyfriend, Maria? Were you on Bumble? No, oh, never. Okay. Never Bumble. No. Really? Never tried huh? it. No, never tried it. Oh. No. I would think friends? my phone was broken. <laughs> Sorry? I would think my phone was broken if no one yeah. was messaging. Really? You would? <laughs> no, you would. No, you would. There's something wrong with this thing. Maria would find yeah, no. a way to message. Check both phones right now, right? No, more, more, no, you know what happened? Maury would create a woman's account, yeah. right? And then go and find the woman that he was talking to and try and message her <laughs> as some other woman. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly what you would do. Hey, did you see this Maury guy? Yes, that's exactly what <laughs> you would you do. Anyway, 63% yeah, of Bumble users uh, say age is no longer important when dating. 63%. Wow. Wow, wow Shem, yes. 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 <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Taylor Swift um, breaking down on stage at one of her shows in Brazil after a fan had died oh on Friday. Um, so she said that she's uh, devastated and on her Insta stories, she put up what looked like a sort of handwritten font note uh, ahead of the show. The 23-year-old fan named uh, Anna Clara uh, Benavides Machado uh, organizer said that she had felt unwell at the venue and then was attended to by first responders before being transferred to a hospital where she passed away. Taylor said, uh, I can't believe I'm writing these words, but it's with a shattered heart that I say we lost a fan earlier tonight before my show. I can't even tell you how devastated I am by this. There's very little information I have other than the fact that she was so incredibly beautiful and far too young. This is the last thing I ever thought would happen when we decided to bring that tour to to this tour to Brazil and the father of the 23-year-old fan um, told the Brazilian newspaper that he wants the promoters to clarify whether concert goers were prohibited from bringing water into the show on Friday. Ooh. He said, I want it to be found out whether they were in fact prohibited from bringing in water, water that whether there was negligence in providing assistance. I lost my only daughter, a happy and intelligent girl. So I guess that's the thing is because of the temperatures mm -hmm. in Brazil that fans were just like dropping in at one point, Taylor, uh, during her show was telling security that the these fans need water. Oh. So she even saw it uh, from the from the stage. So um, I'm not sure how the organizers are going to handle that. Because as you know, you can't bring anything in, right? Yeah. Like ever. And it's always a problem at these shows. Like water is always a problem at these shows. Because they don't know... If it's actually water in that bottle. Right. But get like, just give free water then. like have Taylor, like, you know, and it's, I'm not putting all of this on Taylor, like no, organizers no, no. bear a huge responsibility, but you know, if it's Taylor's show, because she is as protective of every detail of her show, if mm -hmm. she's doing shows where it's 90 plus degrees or whatever it is, she should, as the head of the, the top of the mountain, 
if there's free if it's a free water decision, then Taylor overrides everybody else's decision and it's free water, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's sad though, really sad. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The uh, Billboard Music Awards. So were these not on television? No, they're mm-hmm. on their social channels. What does that mean? Like Twitter and or X and their YouTube. But was it like a live? Did it look it like still, an awards looked, show? Yeah, yeah, it did. It was yeah, still absolutely. a live show. Absolutely. Oh, it did. It just wasn't on TV. Oh, interesting. Uh, Taylor Swift won 10 awards. And I guess maybe because it wasn't on television, nobody like showed up. Like everybody accepted their award like via pre-recorded whatever. Yeah, so virtual. here's a little bit of uh, Taylor Swift accepting uh, Well, this is unreal. This is the fact that you guys have given me 10 Billboard awards. I'm talking to the fans specifically. None of this happens without you. Billboards base everything off of what you are listening to and what you're passionate about. And I'm so honored that this year you made the tour, the Eras tour so magical. You went and saw the movie. You cared about my re-recordings i just like i love you so much i feel like the luckiest person in the world to have you in my corner and caring about the music that i make so thank you thank you thank you thank you 10 million times um for this <laughs> uh rema and selena gomez except for uh top Afrobeat song for calm down this honor for calm down is a celebration of unity and the global domination of Afrobeats. I want to say a big shout out to Selena Gomez, Maven <laughs> Records, Jones and Ward, as well as the amazing fans who supported us all the way to this point. I want to say a big thank you to Billboard. I'm very grateful. All the way from Nigeria, Rema, one love. Hi, Billboard. Thank you guys so, so much for this award. This is honestly Rema's doing. He chose me to be a part of such an incredible song. So I want to thank him and thank all of you for streaming and listening. And I wish we could be there. Um, but thank you. Yeah, so nobody was there. Real crazy. Mariah Morgan, was there. Morgan, yeah, Mariah was there. She got the lifetime achievement. Morgan Wallen was there. Mm-hmm. Do you want to play a little bit of Morgan Wallen singing? Sure. Please. Yeah. He's gone very, like, Morgan Wallen, like, he, he, I think he's crossed the line into almost sounding too country. Oh, really? With the voice. I remember sitting at that house. <laughs> oh yeah, because like, he didn't used to sound this country. Like now, he sounds like he needs to go see the ear, nose, and throat doctor. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a country bubble in he got, there. He got that hardcore twang. Oh, it's almost like, comical. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, right? it's like when you're sarcastically being country. Yes, <laughs> that's what he sounds like. We got close, You love this movie. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's, to me, he's his gone. country comes and goes in that song. He yeah. loses it and then it comes back. Yeah, but he's very country in the beginning of that. Yeah. Like, very, very country in the beginning of that. There's something else I wanted to talk to you about. Oh. No, not like that. Oh. Hey, did anybody watch SNL on the weekend? Was yes, it good? the whole thing. No, it was not. No? How'd Jason Momoa do? Not he, great? Was, he was good. It was funny, but it was nothing like majorly ha-ha-ha. Tate McRae did amazing. Oh, yeah. yo, can we big up Tate McRae? Yeah. Real quick. Her come yeah. up is just incredible. Yeah. Calgary's very own Tate McRae. She's on the cover of Billboard. Uh, she was at the award show yesterday. She performed her new song, Greedy, on uh, SNL on Ladies Saturday. Tate McRae. Oh, damn.
Are you serious? I try, but I can't figure out. I've been next to you all night. Still don't know what you're about. Yeah, big up Tate McRae. She's got a tour already planned out for next year. That's selling like crazy. I think she just broke a record too on Spotify for streams. I'm looking at a picture of uh, Jason Momoa and I said, he took his shirt off though. People didn't like that. Did you watch it, Maury? Yeah, the whole thing. Oh, so that, that scene that scene was where um, I guess a wife's lost husband comes home and the new husband is like kind of pushed to the side because the, the wife is all like, oh my God, you're back. Oh, Who, Jason Momoa is the, the, the one. lost husband. The he was like oh. lost on an island for five years. Oh, I gotcha. And that wasn't funny. Sounds funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> and he took his shirt off and everything. You didn't like that? Eh, didn't okay. save it? Oh, all right, cool. Well, there you it's go. not your type, huh? No, not at all. Oh. Wow. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, although she recently claimed that she doesn't have time to, quote, take care of a man full time, Martha Stewart, 82-year-old Martha Stewart, has now admitted that she's still very much interested in going on dates. Oh, Shem. Shem. Right? So Shem's girlfriend don't like that. Uh, Martha I'm not clapping, said, uh, by the way, Shem's girlfriend, that wasn't me that clapped. No. I, I cl- I'm like, I'm hoping for, I'm rooting for you, uh, man. Martha said, I think every beautiful girl should date, but where do you, where's the best place, according to Martha, to meet oh, uh, a beautiful girl? What does she think the best place okay. to pick up is? What does she think, Mocha? Um, oh, like a market. Martha says, I think the nicest place to meet people like that is walking in a park and sitting on a bench. That's oh. where you meet. Uh huh. Sounds a little like cruising as opposed yeah. to uh, I stopped my looking up. We're not in a movie. Uh, <laughs> thank yeah. you. Uh, you earlier know this year, that, Martha, as we know, Martha revealed uh, uh, how her dating life changed after she did that sexy Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit cover. She said, "I got a few co- a few inquiries, just a couple." <laughs> However, that is also when she claimed that uh, finding someone special wasn't at the top of her list of priorities because she is still very busy working very hard. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, I don't know what. She Shakira is paying her lawyers, but um, she paid them a lot for what went down in Spain over the last couple of days. Wait, so, happened? so Shakira was accused of failing to pay Spanish, the Spanish government, fifteen point eight million dollars in taxes between two thousand twelve and two thousand fourteen. Um, so the trial, which would have saw more than a hundred witnesses come forward over weeks of testimony, hundreds, was, yes, was instead called yeah. off in just eight minutes in the courtroom when Shakir's lawyers walked in and made a deal to pay seven point six million dollars in penalties and no jail time. Prosecutors in July said that they were looking at a what they were going to ask for if this went to trial uh-huh. was a prison sentence of eight years, two months, and a fine of twenty six million dollars. Uh, Sending Shakira to the joint. <laughs> Come on. Well, $7.6 million is what she's got to pay. Oh, wait a minute. They did send Martha Stewart to the joint, so. Well, they sent, uh, I mean. Blade. Well, well, yeah. Wesley Snipes, yeah, Wesley right? Snipes. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's no joke. Like, we have a great in Canada, right? You don't go to jail if you don't pay taxes here. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else in the world, you do. Spain, you go to jail. USA, you go to jail if you don't pay your taxes. Well, you have to believe Shakira because her hips don't lie. What does that even mean? I don't know. I was just trying to be funny. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> You want jokes? Go ahead. No, I just did my joke. Oh, okay. How long were you hanging? Did you even listen to a word of this story? Not a just, word. No, don't. No. Don't do that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you want uh, jokes? 
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. A bottle of scotch just sold. Look at this. So it was the most sought after scotch in the world. 2.2 million dollars is what this bottle of scotch was auctioned off for. It is a like half a mil. It's a uh, Macallan Adami 1926. Uh-huh. So it was like created in 1926 uh-huh. and then it was bottled in 1986 after being oh, wow. aged in in sherry casks, whatever those are, for 60 years. So somebody just paid uh, $2.7 million for one bottle of scotch. It? I think that me, I think that no, I, it's, it, it's like art where it's just an investment. Like it's, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's like art where people no longer buy art. They just, they use it. It's a commodity, right? Like they just put it in their portfolio portfolio. Uh, no, I couldn't. Is it only one bottle? This was no, no. They made, I think 40 bottles. Oh, there's yeah. no way I'd be able to hang on. Like. I'd crack that bottle. You would. Yeah. I don't know if it would taste well. Because I'd want to know what it tastes like. Just yeah. a sip. But then it's worth nothing. I know. It's worth nothing. Like somebody once bought, that. somebody once spent millions on a bottle of Chateau Lafoot and the thing was vinegar. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, because you don't buy it to drink it. You buy it because it's the investment. I know, for clout and whatever. Yeah. I couldn't do it. You know, you no, couldn't, you I couldn't, couldn't do it. I'd be way too tempted. Uh, and some other jabroni at another auction paid uh, $2.1 million for one of Napoleon's hats. <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess because the movie's coming out and they had a bunch of Napoleon stuff sitting yeah. around. <laughs> not Napoleon Dynamite. No, okay. no, no. Napoleon Bonaparte. Okay, not his vote for Pedro shirt. Yeah, and they thought that it, they were like the the, the the initial bid was 650000 and yeah. they were like, man, I guess some jabroni's going to pay 650000 but then like two jabronis got in a bidding war over it. Oh, yeah. And somebody paid, they wound up paying $2.1 million for it. What is is it, it? Does it look like a cowboy hat? No, it's like a Napoleon hat. Like it's a sort of like reverse. You know when you used to make like a, a pirate. Hat. Yeah, but but reversed, right? Uh-huh. Like over the shoulders as opposed to front and back. Oh, right? the one where it sort of goes up, like it. Loops. Like if you made a, if you made, you know, when you could make a uh, like a, a a paper boat, mm-hmm. right? That's what it looks like, but only you wear it sideways. I uh, <laughs> I would devalue that hat by putting, like wearing it once while you drink your scotch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't be trusted. Yeah. You I just can't be trusted. Trust. There'd be stuff. pictures all over the internet of you drunk in Napoleon's hat yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on $3 so million dollar bottle of scotch. I just use everything. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So it's looking like James Gunn has found his Lex Luthor. Oh, who? Uh, Nicholas Holt. Oh, I like that guy. Oh, I like him. Who at one time was in talks to play um, Batman when Robert Pattinson got it. Mm-hmm. Then he was in talks to play Superman in this movie and mm-hmm. uh, David Cornswet got it. So he's going to be Superman. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan, Miss Maisel, uh-huh. is going to be Lois Lane. Okay. And Nicholas Holt will be your Lex Luthor. Nicholas Holt was in the menu. Yes, he was. And yeah. he also Max. played um, Beast in the newer X-Men movies. Yes. I will take your word for that. I'm mm-hmm. not familiar with those. Uh, but man, if there's any sort of like evil villain uh, origin story for Nicholas Holt, it would have to be... Losing out on Batman, losing out on Superman, and then getting cast as Lex Luthor. Uh-huh. Right? Good for him. <laughs> Method. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, where are we here? Uh, apparently, there's going to be a Suits reunion. The cast is getting together for a retrospective Yay. panel at the 2024 ATX TV Festival in Austin, Texas, which is currently yes. slated to kick off in May. The event will have uh, the series creator, Aaron Korsh. 
along with uh, Patrick J. Adams, Sarah yes. Rafferty, and yes. Dulé Hill. Yes. The website also teases that more cast members may be added in the coming weeks. Oh, so They'll bring everybody. Not they, Megan. Megan Markle ain't coming back. You don't think so? Nah. I feel like she I, might need it. Yeah, nah, I think I think it's a fr- I think it's a friendly room, but I think it may be actually worse. I think I what think Meghan so. Markle might do is do a pre-recorded greeting for the fans 100%. in the auditorium. Yeah, that they will that they'll play. Because it's gonna be guys, too much sorry of. Sorry, I couldn't be there. Just want to say, love that you're bringing the show back and all this stuff. Show meant a lot to me. Oh, like seven yeah, years on yeah, there. Yeah, I predict yeah. she's there. She's showing up at hockey games in Vancouver. She's gonna yeah. Be they no. were at the they were at the Canucks game last night. But I mean, I think that there's a difference because I sort of thought about that too more. But I think there's a difference of her doing an appearance, sitting in a VIP box at a hockey game, and actually sitting. On a panel mm-hmm. talking, right? That's I think why it just I takes said, away. Yeah, like from she wants everything. to get back into acting. She signed with an agency. This she's going to do. I guarantee you. Yeah, I yeah. don't think I, so. I'm not no. completely writing it off, though. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of in, uh, in, in. I was going to say in Maury's pants. I don't know why I was going to say that. I'm sort of in Maury's world right Who's here. Not, Chad, not, come on, yo, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Come I don't know why. Yeah, what okay. What the hell? I'll I waited yeah, 14 sure. years for this. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, I mean, wearing, not like in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, what did you just say? He's when? Waited. Yeah, I heard it. No, don't worry about it. Don't make him repeat it. It's weird. We're Wait. at work. I waited 14, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what you said? I've wait. I heard yeah. something completely different. What did you oh, hear? Oh, what did you hear? Write it down. Write it down. Like, what's, why, what's wrong with being at work to say Shh, I waited Marsh. 14 years? Hold on. Oh, you said I waited 14 years. Hold on. What did, what, did you, uh, what did you think he said? Write it down for me. This is going to be interesting. Can't wait. <laughs> Oh, for oh, God's oh, sake. No, 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 no. You, you know want, what? You want to text it to me? You want to text it to me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, text it to me. Just run over and whisper it in his ear. No, no, no. That's too close. I don't want to get that close. Come on now. I'm waiting. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> it's going to. Is it in space yet? Or are you still writing? I just sent it to you. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Come on. Come on. Oh, here we go. Uh, Read it out loud. Oh! Oh no, this is going to get oh. weird. Yeah. Oh, I can read this though because it's it, he didn't actually say it. It's just what you thought he heard, right? That's what I thought Maury said. So I accidentally almost said that I was in uh, Maury's pants for some reason. And then Maury said, I've been waiting 14 years for this. What Mocha thought Maury said was, we're going to need floor cleaner in here for this. <laughs> what? what? Oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> None of it is true. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Post Malone living his best life. So he's down in New Zealand uh, on tour and he uh, popped into a Irish pub and then decided to sing some songs with the band. So and man, he's like so good. Post Malone. So one of the songs he did was I don't know if you know this gem or Maria. Uh, song called What I Got by Sublime. So here's the original version, just so you know. Early in the morning, rising to the street. Ever heard this? Yeah. Light me up that cigarette. Drop shoes on my feet. Got too fun the reason. Reason to well, sounds like um, <laughs> Sugar Ray. No, but Sublime was... Um, Sublime was one of those bands that 
in LA, they had cred with everyone, mm-hmm. like across all genres and artists. Like they were like, they weren't like a goof. They were like, I don't know. And I don't know how it happened. I don't know a lot about the guy, but I think the guy died. He died years in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, anyway, so here's Post uh, doing uh, what I got by Sublime. Early in the morning, rising to the street. I got me a Post Malone, I, I'd freak out if I was sitting in that bar and Post Malone just walked oh, yeah. in. So Post Malone showed up at 9.30 p.m. at Danny Doolin's Irish Pub in Auckland, New Zealand, and he stayed for four hours partying and singing. So you can't go to an Irish pub and get up with the band without doing uh, I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles by the Proclaimers. <laughs> Post Malone is the greatest. <laughs> like, you just show up and party for four hours. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. I interviewed those guys from the Proclaimers years ago because I was always I was always impressed when people were capable of writing one lasting track. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I never called them a one hit wonder, but they 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 shook the world. And and I had said to them, I was like, you guys, like you have written, you were in the rare group of people of human beings in this world where something you've written will be sung and stomped by drunk college kids until the end of time. Facts. And they were like, well, we've done other stuff too. <laughs> yeah, like just embrace, no, this, embrace the this legacy. Is the one. This is the one. You got Post Malone in a bar belting it out at the top of his lungs. 40 years later. Yes. Yes. They got Post Malone. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yes. Uh, people clowning on uh, Joe Biden because he mixed up Taylor Swift and Britney Spears. Listen, okay, the man's 81. He knows one blonde pop star. That's it. <laughs> That's all he has the space for. Happy right? birthday, Joe. The last pop star that he made note of remembering because of cultural significance was, I'm sure, in fact, Britney Spears. Then after that, life passes you by. You just sort of keep what you keep. Everybody after that mm-hmm. is always going to be Britney Spears. So mm-hmm. here's uh, Joe Biden at the turkey pardoning uh, ceremony. Harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or or, or Britney's tour. She's down in, it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Yeah, also where somebody died, right? You know, he's like just like reading headlines. You know what I mean? Like, uh... It's almost as bad as when he screwed up LL Cool J's name. Uh, not that long. <laughs> no, no. Right? Like last no. month. Yes. Two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh... <laughs> Come on, Joe. He's 81. What I do you know. want from the guy? <laughs> Just right? read what's on the paper, man. LLJ Cool J. Uh... <laughs> this is him reading what's on the paper. <laughs> that man's a new glasses. <laughs> right? My God. 
Uh, but yeah, so they're clowning on. Uh, he's eighty-one. Stop clowning on an eighty-one-year-old for confusing Britney Spears. Still, and Taylor he is a man Swift in charge. He's making decisions like, for America. But, I know, but he doesn't. Knowing LL Cool J and the difference between Britney Spears and Taylor Swift means zero Aren't to we him. All going to be like that at eighty-one. Hopefully, you're already like that now, exactly. bro. Exactly. LL J Cool J. I love you. Why'd you keep that sounding at the end? Makes it sound LL J Cool J. I actually helped the man out because the longer version. LL J Cool J. Everybody laughing at him. Oh, damn. Come on. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Interested in what Leonardo DiCaprio wants to accomplish before he's 50 because he's 49? Always. Always. <laughs> Here is Leo. Let me on, guess. Dated 27 uh, year old Maria? Oh, damn. No, that'll never happen. We all know that. Oh, hey. <laughs> he would totally date me. No, he would not. Why? Too old. I don't no know. Offense. Maybe because you have a boyfriend? I mean, well, not now, but yeah, like no. if I was. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, you, 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 Maria, need to come to the realization that millions upon millions, millions of other women have, which is you are, in fact, at 27, too old for Leonardo DiCaprio. And I don't, you, listen, every single one of them said, you know what? I'm going to be the exception. I'm going to be the one that makes it past 25, and they all failed. And what if he listens to the Rosamoka show and says, well, that's my 27 year old right there? That he will not. <laughs> I guarantee you. So here's Leo on what he wants to accomplish okay. before 50. You're 49 years old. How the hell did that happen? I have no idea. <laughs> we were talking about our first interview that may have been 30 years ago. <laughs> what do you want to do before you turn 50? Hmm. Good question. Well, you know, every now and then. You know what? Just one, <laughs> one more movie. One more movie. He'll do it. Well, one more movie, right? Like boring. Sure. Boring answer. <laughs> oh, Thanks, man. I know. Great. Yeah. You were hoping he was going to say Maria, huh? <laughs> hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. Blushing. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey. Ricky Gervais is getting clowned on uh, on social uh, as well. So he's got a new special dropping, his Armageddon special, that he taped part of his tour last year. So it's dropping Christmas Day. Okay. And uh, he had tweeted out something that just read, uh, Happy Birthday, Jesus, with the poster of his new special. Right. Okay. And then a fan wrote, Is it suitable to watch with my nan and gramp on Christmas Day? And then he wrote, depends. Do you enjoy watching a middle-aged man swearing and joking about the Holocaust? Oh my God. And then everybody jumped on Ricky Gervais because Ricky Gervais is 62 and he referred to himself as middle-aged. So people are like, calling yourself middle-aged at 62 is a bit of a stretch. Ooh. Somebody else said 62 is the new 52. Somebody else simply read, sir, you are a pensioner. <laughs> yeah. Um, my favorite was middle age is brave. <laughs> <laughs> so middle age is what? Like when you were younger, don't not now at the age you are now, but, but when you were younger, what would you have considered to have been middle age mocha? I don't know. Like 55, maybe 55. Damn it. Yeah. Maury middle age when you were younger. 40, 40. Because what? I used to say like, you know, most people live to like 80. So half of 80 is 40. Okay, Shem? I, would, I agree with Rory. I would have said 40, 45. 40. Maria? Yeah. yeah, I agree. I was going to say 45, 50. Okay, but I think that this is the problem, is that middle age is not a year. Like, that would mean that when you're 40, you're middle age, but when yes. you're 39, you're what? 
Less than middle age. Mm-hmm. When you're 41, you're what? Older Old. than middle age. Old. Yeah. No, middle age. Why are you upset? Because you're 49. No, because that because if you Maury say you're middle, if people live to 80, mm-hmm. right? Then at 40, you're middle age. So, but what are you at 40? What middle age is an area? Well, it's a it's a it's an. I would assume middle age is one so, age. 55 to 60. No, middle age is I would say, middle age is 45 to 65. That's Maury, middle age. Well, Sorry. at Shoppers, 50-year-olds get a senior's discount. So technically, you're almost in the senior's area. Yeah, oh, but, but, but senior. So Maury's a senior. I, I, <laughs> but you know what? I can't wait to join my dad for the senior's discount. Oh, I take my mom's all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Israel and Hamas have reached a deal for uh, 50 hostages in exchange for a four-day ceasefire. Uh, So that's what's going on there. As uh, in Hollywood, everybody, the the new thing that is going to happen right now is lawyers are going to be making millions of dollars off people who have been fired uh, for things that they have said publicly during all of this. Maha Dakil, who was one of CAA's top agents, so CAA, one of the big agency in Hollywood. So she wrote on Twitter, what's more heartbreaking than witnessing genocide, witnessing the denial of genocide that is happening? And in response, she was fired as co-chief of their motion pictures department, but she was allowed to stay on an age as an agent because her top client, Tom Cruise, oh boy, backed her and actually showed up at the CAA offices, which is what everybody is saying was so incredibly unprecedented for Tom Cruise to walk into the agency office. Mm-hmm. And so he is now backing her uh, to stay on. So she's allowed to be an agent. CAA also cut ties with two staffers and two other clients over their anti-Israel posts on social media. Spyglass dropped Melissa Barrera from the next Scream film. Um, And then Spyglass said that their stance is unequivocally clear. We have zero tolerance for uh, anti-Semitism or the incitement of hate in any form, including false references to genocide, ethnic cleansing, Holocaust distortion, or any other flagrant flagrantly crosses the line into hate speech and now jenna ortega is being dragged into this by fans so she was trending all day yesterday because now people want jenna ortega to drop out of the new scream movie in solidarity with melissa so she's now involved in all of this uh caa also dropped uh sarah rao and regina jackson who co-wrote uh the movie uh white women everything you already know about your own uh racism and how to do better over their social media posts and susan sarandon was just let go from her agency uta for these remarks that she made at a rally there are a lot of people that are afraid afraid of being jewish at this time and are getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country so often uh, subjected to violence. It was the term getting a taste of. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Getting a taste of. That sounds very sort of like vengeful, Mm revengey kind of thing. So yeah, so she's no longer with UTA. Which is crazy. So all these people are going to start suing, mm-hmm. right? Like this is like lawyers are going to be so rich by the end of this because this is just all lawsuits. And these aren't like lawsuits from like a guy who works in an office. These are like people who run film divisions for sure. companies. Mm-hmm. Like these are millions and millions of millions dollars are on the line here. of dollars in lawsuits. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Cliff Richard, I don't know if you know who this guy is. It's actually Sir Cliff Richard. So he was a sort of like 
60s, 70s crooner, British guy, singer. Oh. Did a duet with Olivia Newton-John at one point, right? <laughs> okay. And people, I, listen, he's one of those He's one of those guys. Is he going to look old if I look him up? He, yes. looks, he looks very Cliff? He looks very well, old. He looks like well-chewed caramel. Yes. Oh, uh, Cliff, Cliff Richard. Yeah. Cliff Richard. Yes. Oh, my God. This guy is yes. old. So he was doing <laughs> one of the morning shows in the UK yesterday, and oh. he went viral. Why? For, for the first time ever, because he talked about a chance meeting years ago that he could have had with Elvis. Okay. And why it didn't happen. Wonderful. I love it. Did like you that. ever meet Elvis? Oh, no, I did not. I had one chance through a, a, a journalist when I was promoting Devil Woman in the States. Yeah. He said, Oh, I, I know Elvis because he knew that I was influenced. And I, he said, Would you want to meet him? I said, Yeah. At the end of the interview, though, I said, can we put it off? Because he was he put on a lot of weight. Oh, and I thought, if I'm having a photograph taken with him and it's going to be hanging on my refrigerator, it, he's got to look good. And I put it off. And, of course, oh, then he died. No. Oh, and then he died. should so never put it off just because should, they're a little bit heavier. No. If anybody has got, if you're a fan of somebody's, you should, if you get the chance to meet them, meet them. Even if they've put on weight. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Cliff Richard. Let me see if I know any of your songs. This is a song I believe he was talking about in that interview clip called uh, Devil Woman. Devil Woman? I don't know what this is. He doesn't swear, does he? I hope not. <laughs> Please. It's kind of not bad. I mean, uh, for the time it, when it came out, for the time sure, it was good. Sure, whatever. It sounds like you know it could be anybody. It's so generic, yeah, you right. know. But he's famous. Fifty years later, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Black Mirror renewed for season seven on Netflix. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you're interested in that. Sure. They came back uh, last year or earlier this year, I guess it was, with four episodes that were kind of meh, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but uh, their whole production team, uh, Charlie Brooker, is back and uh, they're going to do a season seven uh, for Netflix. The big story with Netflix today is Squid Game drops, right? Squid Whoa. Game, the Squid Game, the yes. challenge. Yes. Oh, yes. all this show. I'm you watch it, you. right? Yeah. We're allowed to say it now. As yeah, yeah, midnight, yeah. you yeah. can talk about yeah. it. Yeah. It is, and I used to love sort of reality competition shows, Survivor, like all of that stuff. Maury's mm-hmm. very much into Big Brother. Like, I used to really like that. And then they kind of went away because there was just too much of the stuff I didn't like. I didn't like the way that the shows went. Sure. Squid Game starts with 456 contestants. Just like the TV show? And it may be... The greatest reality game that I've ever seen. No, come on. Yeah. It's, it, I'm telling you right now because you think that because there's 400 and some odd people uh-huh. that you're not going to get that emotional attachment to cast members and it's going to be very difficult and you're not going to be invested. You are sucked into this so hard. Really? That it is the best. I'm telling you right now. And uh, am I right, Maury? It was the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I got emotionally into it like 30 seconds in. If you are into that sort of group of people all trying to win money, Uh this is the best it's ever been. Um, They obviously do 
Like they follow the Squid Game TV show uh, games, right? Yes. Okay. It's, it looks like the same set. Okay. Yeah. Are there new games? Like, did they create games for yes. the reality show that we didn't see in yes. the actual yes. show show? Yes. Can I say which one? Yes. No, um, don't, no, no, don't no, say no. which one. Okay. Don't, don't say, say which one. No, don't I just want to know if yes or no. Yes. But okay. yes, they do. But all the ones that you love yeah. are there from the show. Okay. Yes. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so they're doing a new Karate Kid. Okay. Movie. TV show? Movie. Oh, movie. Movie. And this time it's going to be Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso, but also Jackie Chan, who was in the 2010 remake as Mr. Han. So they're now, Wait. so the two worlds are sort of coming together, right? So Jackie. The Karate Kid multiverse? So Jackie Chan <laughs> was in the remake with, with um, Jaden Smith. Right. Uh-huh. And then. Daniel LaRusso was there, but then there's also the Cobra Kai show. I'll get into that in a second. Because so, didn't, when they announced that they were doing a Karate Kid, didn't they say that this would have nothing so, to do yeah. with Cobra Kai? So here or is Jackie universe? Chan and Ralph Macchio, because right now they are currently in a global search for the new Karate Kid. Okay. Hi, everyone. We've got big news. We're starring in a new Karate Kid movie together. That's big news. But we even have bigger news. Bigger than that? We're looking for... Next Karate Kid. That's right. The global search for the star of our new film starts right now. So let's wax on, wax off, everybody. You mean check it on, check it off, hang it up? Maybe the new Karate Kid will have to do it all. I'm excited. You excited? I'm very, very excited. Let's do it. Learn more about this new role. Submit your audition video. So the way that I understand this is that this new Karate Kid movie mm-hmm. is a remake slash reboot of the original, but also a sequel, but not a sequel to the remake with Jackie Chan. And Ralph Macchio will be playing Daniel LaRusso, but not the Daniel LaRusso from Cobra Kai, the very popular TV show that brought fans back to the Karate Kid universe. Can you dumb this down? Okay, sorry. One more time. Read the whole thing again. Now I'm going to pay attention proper. Okay. And slower. This new Karate Kid movie is a reboot slash remake of the original, but Uh also a sequel, Uh but not a sequel to the remake that Jackie Chan was in. And Ralph Macchio will be playing Daniel LaRusso, Mm -hmm. but not the Daniel LaRusso from Cobra Kai. Mm -hmm. This will be the Daniel LaRusso from the original Karate Kid movies. But in Cobra Kai, he's also playing the same Daniel LaRusso from the Karate Kid movies. Mm -hmm. So they've left that world. And now he's going from Daniel LaRusso's last appearance in a Karate Kid movie, bypassing the entire storyline of Cobra Kai. And they're doing a reboot remake of something. But his original movie did not involve the Jackie Chan character. That was a whole different universe for a different reboot. But now somehow they're coming together to do one movie. This sounds just like Spider-Man No Way Home. How did you confuse me more? I don't understand what in the hell they're doing. So there's a bunch of karate, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> the bottom line is, if you know karate... <laughs> and you're a fan of it? Get in the dojo because they're looking for the karate yeah, kid. All right. <laughs> okay? You really don't care about none of that. No. She's like, I just want to see some karate, no. damn it. Okay, sweep the leg, Maria. Sweep the leg. <laughs> they want Maria, auditions and never sent a script. No. Point, no, because you don't have to be an actor. They just literally want somebody who's real good at karate. Uh, Maria, if I say strike first, strike hard, you say what? 
Strike again? No. Okay. Uh, damn it, Maury. If I say strike first, strike hard, you say what? Strike first, strike hard, strike, strike last. No. Mocha, if I say strike first, strike hard, you say what? Strike first, strike hard, strike one more time. No. Shem, if I say strike first, strike hard, you say what? No mercy. No mercy, sir. That's what it is. What's no that from? Mercy. <laughs> Karate Kid. Strike first, oh. strike hard. I don't think no I've ever mercy, seen sir. Kid. Mm. You ever see Karate Kid? No. Oh, you'd hate it. Well, I saw the one with. <laughs> <laughs> Which one did you see? Wait, the one what? with Jaden Smith. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Okay, uh, that yeah. meme is great. By the way, I think I saw the first one. Yeah, the first one's great. Wax yeah. on, Classic. wax off, all that stuff. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, apparently, Brad Pitt has no reaction to the recent headlines that uh, his uh, son, Pax Jolie Pitt, uh, called him a world-class a-hole in a Father's Ooh. Day message from a couple of years ago that leaked online. Uh, despite a report claiming that Brad Pitt feels the situation is depressing and frustrating, a source that they say, for this from page six, closer to the actor insists that nothing could be farther from the truth. They say, this is just uh, unfortunate that people would keep trying to bring kids into things. They go on to say, it's been a long seven years I guess since they split and it's unfortunate when people unnecessarily raise issues from so far in the past and don't take into consideration the impact it has on the whole family the source adds that uh, Brad has not referenced his children in the media uh, since his 2016 divorce from their mother Angelina and will continue to remain silent so they're saying anything you read about because there's a lot of headlines saying Brad Pitt has responded uh, they're saying that no he has not responded Mm. so don't believe any of that the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Variety has released their list of the, uh, this is a very niche list, of uh, the most powerful women in reality television. Oh. Huh. <laughs> Vanderpump, is she on that? Um, I think she's somewhere on it. But they, and the weird thing is, is that they did it in alphabetical order. So, like, they didn't give a, you were the most powerful woman in reality television. Oh, so everyone's in the list? same place. Every yeah, yeah. Like obviously, it wasn't Kim, like number one is no, but like ob- Kim Kardashian. Obviously, Kim and Kris Jenner are the most powerful women in reality television. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They just wanted to be yeah. fair Hands to everyone. Down. I think so. It's like everyone getting a participation medal, you know? Yeah, I have two of those. Um, <laughs> are um, are Snooki and Jay Wow on there? Snooki and Jay Wow. Uh, you want me to go through the list because I don't yeah, know who yeah, a lot yeah. of these people yes. are. Uh, Mel B's on the list. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Nicole Bayer from uh, Nailed It. Mm-hmm. Julie Chen Moonves. Yes. Uh, Barbara brother, Corcoran yeah. from uh, Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. The D'Amelio family. Who's oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah. Char- it makes sense. Charlie and Dixie. And Heidi. Uh, yeah, from what show? So. Uh, from the D'Amelio show. The D'Amelio, so they, show. The D'Amelio show. But they got their popularity, their rise to, to fame was on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, yeah, TikTok, yes, they yeah. blew up immediately. Uh-huh. And then they got yeah. the reality show, yeah. which is on Disney. Uh, Teresa Judice from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki Glasser from F-Boy Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris Hilton. Uh, the Kardashians are on there. Heidi Klum. Uh, Jenny For McCarthy. Uh, Heidi Klum on America's Got Talent. Oh, talent, right. Yeah. yeah. Jenny McCarthy, Katy Perry's on there. Amy Poehler's on there for baking it, along with Maya Rudolph. Uh, oh, Nicole Pelosi and Snooki. Jenny. Yeah. And Jenny. And Jay Wow, yeah, yeah. From Jersey Shore. There you, there you go. 
Uh, Tiffany Pollard from Flavor of Love. Oh, yes. <laughs> you, <could tell. laughs> you go through one of these lists, you really tell what people watch, yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, Oh, look you up. Uh, look up. Um, and Gwen Stefani's the last person on the list. Oh, Sammy Sweetheart's not on there? No, Sammy didn't make no list. No, she didn't sorry. make it? No, I'm so sorry. Who she am is, I missing? Who am I missing? Oh, she's um, not what about, powerful. Uh, what about um, Angelina? Angelina? Is Angelina on there? Uh, Angelina left and then came back. No, and, but still. No, still. No. She get the bag? Who's Angelina? What show is she from? Jersey Shore, man. Angelina. You know, the. Staten Island dump? Yeah. How's that, nobody from Too Hot to Handle on yeah. there? Because uh, there's uh, no host. Well, uh, you could. Oh, my God. Could you imagine they put that voice from the thing in there? I would. Lana? Oh, Lana, yeah. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like having a Lana would be fun, you know? Not, actually, not so much. Never mind. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> just like a robot's talking to you, but I can just get a hate Alexa. Why, why? Because you have an excuse to not be intimate with the no, person? No, no. I, oh, I knew yeah. this was going that way. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Who uh, the Eagles and Kansas City game on Monday Night Football, uh, which was a rematch from the Super Bowl, was the biggest audience for a Monday Night Football game since I guess in twenty seven years. Wow. Twenty. You want to see the Kelsey brothers kill each other? Twenty nine mm-hmm. million viewers. Whoa! Incredible. Is the amount that tuned in the last time uh, they had a Monday night game that was bigger than that was in '96. It was thirty one point five million. Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers. Uh, so far, just to put this into context, so far the Monday night games have averaged sixteen point six million, and this game on Monday was twenty nine million. Ooh, Taylor Swift cool. putting them on the map. Well, shut up with that, Maury. Wow. You think people tune in to see if? Of course. Yeah. But but also, this is a rematch of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't not talk football and the importance of that actual game, <laughs> right? 29 million. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Uh, That's more than some countries. Yes, it is. Uh, like yeah. which ones, Maury? Yeah. Like which ones? Ooh, I got a lot question. to go on. We can't stick with this for very long, okay? <laughs> That's what she said. Okay. I was going to say Italy. What's the what's Greece. the population? What's the population of Italy? More? What's the population of Italy? Italy? I yeah. would say ten million. You ten say... million people in Italy? Wow. Bruh. Well, there's like two million in Canada. Okay. It, there's how many <laughs> in Canada? <laughs> there's 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 a lot of misinformation in what you just said. Wow. But go ahead. There's two million south of the four oh one. Really? That's why I can't get parking. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh Okay, Maury, take a guess here. Okay, let's just say, um, uh, Maury, what's the population of Japan? What is the population oh of Japan? Oh, I've seen videos. That's like fifty million. That's uh, like one hundred and twenty-three million. Oh, well, Maury, I mean, didn't pan in the what's video. the what's the population of the United States of America? Oh, fifteen million. Fifteen million. Yeah, uh, there are uh, three hundred and thirty-nine million. Oh my God, three hundred and thirty-nine. Uh, damn it, Maury, the population of... Italy. Uh, yeah, Italy. Maury, Italy? the population of Italy, yes. Italy would be 20 million. 20 million. Because uh, it's very small. It's that boot. 59 million. Oh, Maury, my God. 59 million. Uh, Maury, the population of Russia. Oh, okay. a, lot, a lot of space, but are there a lot of people? Right? Don't know. Don't 75 million. Know. 75 million. 144 million. Oh uh, Maury, the population of well. India. Of uh, India. This is going to be a good one. Okay. Population of India. 300 million. 300 million. Uh, you've missed the mark by 1.3 billion. 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> A lot of people, right? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Canada, Maury, Canada. The population okay, well, of Canada. Two million. So I would say in two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty million. Maury, the population of Canada is. You said what? Twenty million. But what did you say the population of America was? 25 million. No, you said 15. 15 million? Oh, oh. you can't keep track. Okay. 30, <laughs> so many millions. 30, How do you even walk? 30, 38 million, Maury. 38 million. Okay, I got to move on. Education is okay. so important. <laughs> uh, I have so much important stuff to do. Okay, guys. go. Okay. Go, go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. According to a new study, it's actually men who benefit the most from being good looking in the workplace. Mm, true. <laughs> Tell me about it. You know. uh, the sort of outdated notion that women only rise in the workplace because of their looks. Uh, but this is now all blown to pieces, according to a new study. So the study found that uh, men benefit more from physical attractiveness in school and in the workplace, more so than women. Uh, researchers from uh, Poland. Uh, looked over data from 11,000 Americans over 20 years from adolescence to adulthood, including rating their looks, information, and their education and career achievements and their earnings. So experts have long argued that from an evolutionary perspective, looking attractive can be a sign that someone is a suitable, fit, disease-free partner, they Mm -hmm. say. Um, and beyond that, people tend to rate conventionally attractive people as more intelligent, trustworthy, and talented. Here's what they did. They found that people who are rated as more attractive at 15 were more likely to surpass their parents in earnings and achievements once they re- re- reached the age of 30. This effect was much stronger for men than it was in women. Who are these people that sat around rating the looks of 15-year-olds? <laughs> yeah. Also, at 15, you look completely different. Right. Mm-hmm. But also, who's at, rating a 15 Whose job was that? That's weird. It's like sitting around picking hot 15-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. weird. Like, I yeah. even for a study, that's weird. Uh-huh. Like, why 15 and not 16? Not that 16 makes it any better, but 15-year-olds? Yeah. yeah. Spent years doing this, just staring at pictures of 15-year-olds? Creep. Thank you. Ooh. Anyway, this, I'm not saying that the study's 100% accurate, though. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, a couple in Minnesota pissed off because uh, they've been uh, saving their pennies for many years. And they went to the bank with a uh, jug of pennies, 30,000 pennies to be exact. Uh, and the bank would not accept the pennies. So here they are. All 30,000 of them right here. My wife saves them. Now we've got another jug full that she's been saving over 10 years. And now the bank won't take them. What are we going to do with them? It's 300 pounds in there, and uh, we can't use them for a boat anchor because they stole my boat. I'm starting to see pennies all over the ground, and I pick them up for my wife because she likes to save them. That's what Maury's going to sound like. (laughs) Bro, that's your future right there. That That is your future right there, Maury. (laughs) Dirty pennies in an old jug. Yeah, that's your future. Man, that's you in two years, Maury. I actually collect pennies. Uh, How much is $30,000 in pennies, damn it, Maury? Oh my God, I didn't prepare. $30,000 in pennies? What was the question? How many pennies? How much is $30,000 in pennies? Like, how many dollars? 
is if you had 30,000 pennies, how many oh. dollars would oh. you have? I understand. $20,000. What? Maury. Maury, honestly, I need you to like be like... <sighs> 60 pennies in a dollar. Maury. No. Maury, there's no, no, no. 60 minutes in an hour, you think, 60 dingbat. minutes in an hour. Okay. There's how many pennies in a dollar? How many pennies in you a dollar? You have to know this. 100 pennies. Cannot, thank you. Yeah. Okay, so do So it's 30,000 pennies. Yes. So it's 30,000 one, so $30,000. <gasps> Maury. No. Honestly. Uh, honestly. I need you to not... 3,000. Okay. <laughs> Okay. School, <laughs> prayer. Prayer? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Matt Reif was a uh, comic who sort of became super famous on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And he's got like 18 million followers on TikTok. And and not, you know this guy? I know him, yes. Yeah. Okay. You think he's good looking? Of course. Okay. <laughs> That's his whole thing, right? Okay. Is that is that he's the he's the, he's, he's, the, he's the beautiful comic. Yeah, he's like right? the good-looking comedian. Yeah. Okay. Um, so of course they gave him a Netflix special. Like you get you get 18 million followers on TikTok as a comic, and you're going to get a Netflix special. And there've been a lot. There's been a lot of sort of like trying to put him in a box, like who his audience is. And he says he does jokes for women, and other people say he does jokes for dude bros and everything else. But yeah, yeah. the big controversy over his Netflix special, uh, which is called Natural Selection, is that he starts off um, talking about a story, like a joke where he went to some Baltimore restaurant and the joke, uh, what he's being accused of doing is making a domestic violence joke. Hmm. Uh, and then he issued a, a statement of apology afterwards, which we'll get to in a second. So here is uh, the, the audio quality is not that great, but here is the, 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 the joke that everybody is uh, uh, going in on. I've only been to Baltimore one time. I ate lunch there and the hostess who like seats you at the restaurant had a black eye. A full black it wasn't like what happened it was pretty obvious what happened and we couldn't get over the fact that we were like this is the face of the company like this is this is what you have greeting people and my boy who I was with was like yeah I feel bad for her man I feel like they should put her in the kitchen or something where nobody where nobody has to see her face you know and I was like yeah but I feel like if she could cook she wouldn't have that black eye so so that's the joke, right? Uh -huh. um, so, uh, like, this went crazy, and he then issued uh, an apology because of it. And he went on Instagram and said, if you've ever been offended by a joke I've told, here's a link to the official apology tap to solve the issue and then you could tap on his insta story to um to a link and when you tap the link it brought everybody to a website where they could purchase a children's special needs helmet yeah. <gasps> oh my god <laughs> like i mean there's building a brand around around being a douchebag <laughs> and then there's like i just Whoa, don't know why anyone yeah. Not, okay. not that you have to apologize, right? I'm not saying apologize for jokes. I'm, you know, me like it's just uh -huh. it comedians worse. have done, but just like 
that there's yeah. that, there's like they're off seeing nothing at that point. Yeah. Like <laughs> he just um, made it real worse. And and the problem with like people on TikTok is that this is all so new to them, right? Like this isn't a guy who spent twenty years in clubs mm-hmm. where you know how to you know deal with the audience and deal with this kind of backlash and deal with this stuff. He you know goes he sort of breaks out of TikTok and does this Netflix special, but he still treats everything like you do on TikTok. Like what you say is sort of gone tomorrow like Mm -hmm. it's disposable like nothing matters and he's not he doesn't realize yet that things matter and that you got to be sort of i don't i'm not going to say better because that's completely subjective but oh man you can make it worse real fast and he did real fast and they haven't removed his special no my god they're not going to remove the special i don't think his special like showed his true like i don't know from like all the other stand-ups he does where he posts them on tiktok yeah he's way funnier than in his stand-up like people were very disappointed with yeah his i don't know if it was nerves I, or he was trying to do something different i don't know it was I, very different yeah because i think what they what people love about him is he's a comic who works the room right mm-hmm. talking to the audience mm-hmm. you know riffing like that kind of thing and this was very much not that right, right? the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast oh my god what is going on in the world of hollow notes we've been talking a lot about hollow notes <laughs> uh, if you remember, this was the Maple Leafs goal song, the controversial Maple Leafs goal song that gets Marie off her ass. Oh, yeah. Yes. Look, look at you. What I want. So here's the deal. Okay. Is Hall just got a restraining order against Oates. What? There's a legal battle going on. Hold on, they got beef? Okay, Hall and Oates are embroiled in a confidential legal battle that has led to Daryl Hall getting a restraining order against John Oates. Little information about the lawsuit is publicly available as the court documents are sealed, but based on court records, Hall filed an undisclosed complaint against Oates on November 16th, as well as a motion for a temporary restraining order, which was granted. What? What happened? So TMZ brought this up, which was... Did Oates bring hands to Hall? So here's the thing, is that Hall was on... He was doing an interview with Bill Maher last year, Uh saying some stuff. Okay. And this may have led to a whole lot of blowback behind the scenes that then led to the lawsuit and restraining order. So listen to this. Hall and Oates, legendary, iconic partnership sure. in pop music. Uh-huh. Okay? So here's Daryl Hall. But you have a, I mean, you have a partner. So it's a little different than... I don't have a partner. You not, think John Oates is my partner? You still tour together, don't you? Yeah, but he's not my partner. Well, you're part- He's my business partner. He's oh, not geez, my cre- well, look what I've stumbled into here. He's, I, not, he's I, not my creative partner. John you. and I are brothers, right? We, But we are not creative brothers. We are business partners. We did a lot of stuff. We, we made records called Hall & Oates together, but we do, we, we've we always been very separate. And, and it's, it's a really important thing for me. <laughs> well, you, but you certainly weren't separate on the records. And you, I don't, mm. and, and were you separate creating them? No. We were separate on the records, too. What does that mean? I, I, I'm okay, not hearing know, the harmony. I'm not hearing you know what song, I love you about it. You know that song, Kiss on My List? Of course. I did all those. That's all me. That's okay. all me on those harmonies. That's me. It's just a Daryl demo. Damn. You roll over on your mans like that. You know, and you know that, that when you have that kind of feelings towards somebody, and you still got a tour with them, mm. because how long it's the have brand? these guys been in existence? Like as the sixties? Oh 
I think they formed in the late sixties, maybe. I don't know. Like when did Hollow Notes form? Fifty plus years then? Fifty plus years, and you know, like over the, the, the last fifty years. They've been, it's been this way. 53 years. 53 years, <laughs> right? It's been this way for 53 years. How do they fake it? Right? Like, wow. That's like two Marias. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to respond to that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. And I don't know what's going on with this. I'm always like super puzzled when 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 people break up after a long time. But uh, Will and Grace star Eric McCormick's wife just filed for divorce after 26 years. What happens after 26 yeah. years? What was the final straw? Like that's almost two rises. That shut up. Hey, I like that one. What happened, Maury? I know they used to be at everything together. They were they loved it. But I that's what I know. thought. That's it's it's like when Hugh me. Jackman broke up, when he and his wife broke up, right? Yeah. So another loving couple. Been together forever. They show up to everything. But like what happens after twenty like what have you not gone through mm-hmm. in twenty six years that suddenly usually comes down to like a bad gift. No. It's more than that, man. So she is seeking spousal support and reportedly wants to end the court's ability to award Eric spousal support. So I guess she's loaded, too. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. No idea if they had a a prenuptial agreement or anything like that. But I don't know. 26 years. Like, what do you go through in 20? Like, what have you not gone through in 26 years? What's the thing that set it off? They said, okay. it right. I mean, it's always irreconcilable differences. So whatever that means. No, but what was the moment? I don't know. Right? The one thing yeah. where she probably she, watched the repeat of Will and Grace and was like, eh. Where she said to herself, you yeah, know what? Like, what could it be? I'm done. What if it was something so small, like picking up his underwear off the floor? But just like hasn't done that in 26 yeah, years. Yeah. Like, I can't with like, the underwear. And then left. And, and then that's going to be my downfall. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Melissa Barrera has uh, broken her silence after being fired from Scream 7 after uh, what the film company accused her of anti-Semitism. She wrote on Insta, first and foremost, I condemn anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. I condemn hate and prejudice of any kind against any group. She goes on to say every person on this earth, regardless of religion, race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, or socioeconomic status, uh, deserves equal human rights, dignity, and, of course, freedom. She goes on to say, uh, I believe a group of people are not their leadership and that no governing body should be above criticism. I pray day and night for no more deaths, for no more violence, and for a peaceful coexistence. I will continue to speak out for those uh, that need it the most and continue to advocate for peace and safety, for human rights and freedom. And then she ended her statement with, uh, silence is not an option for me. And if you remember yesterday, Jenna Ortega was getting dragged into this because they played sisters in the last Scream movies and they did very well and everybody was pressuring Jenna Ortega to sort of drop out of the next Scream movie in solidarity with Melissa. Melissa, And then it was announced that Jenna Ortega is not returning for Scream 7. Oh, uh, but I, And this is like the timing of this is so like you can't what, what? not now tie the two of these things together but apparently according to Variety Jenna Ortega's exit from the next Scream was discussed long before even the actor's strike. Okay. Uh, one, a script for Scream 7 is not ready. Mm-hmm. Jenna has to head to Ireland in April to shoot the second season of Wednesday mm-hmm. and then there were additional shoots uh, shoot days for Beetlejuice that she had to take care of. So there's just no way to work in 
doing another Scream. Because Scream, they want to release, they're still working towards a uh, 2025 um, like Halloween release, or release date. So now Scream is in full sort of rebuild mode, which if Nev Campbell, man, it, like if she can just like lay low, Nev Campbell could be looking at a huge payday oh, because she yeah, walked yeah, away yeah. over a money dispute. Uh-huh. And, and now they'll need her. What else are you going to do for this? Yeah. What else are you going to do? You lost your two young stars that carried that movie at a great opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Especially you, Jenna Ortega. Right? You lost the, Jen. With the you, run that she's yes. on? Yeah, you lost them, and you let Nev Campbell walk because of money? Yeah. Bro, yeah. you know, open the account. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the only, have way, to. It's the have only to. way to save the money. So apparently, um, Nev Campbell and Patrick Dempsey are on their wish list. Oh, wow. Because I guess Patrick Dempsey was in Scream 3. I don't even remember that. Does anyone remember Patrick Dempsey in Scream 3? I don't know. But anyway. He's the sexiest um, man, though. He is. So they uh, are still hoping to get that out in 2025. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Did Taylor Swift fans get Harry Josie eliminated from Dancing with the Stars? Huh? So, you know Harry from Too Hot to Handle? Yes. He's got that OnlyFans yeah. that, that morning. I mean, I don't yeah. know about the OnlyFans, but I know who he is. <laughs> Explain the oh, OnlyFans, Maury. let me Maury. show you. <laughs> he and, uh, he's been on our show a bunch. He was the one yeah, that, that uh, on and off, on, on and off again with Francesca. So, yes. Taylor Swift night was on Tuesday. It was okay. Era's night where everybody danced to Taylor Swift songs. Perfect. Taylor Swift fans started doing their research, and they realized that Harry Josie does not follow Taylor Swift. Oh. But Harry Josie does follow Scooter Braun. Harry. So somebody tweeted, Swifties, Harry Josie doesn't follow Taylor, but follow Scooter. So whatever you do, don't vote for him tonight on Dancing with the Stars for Taylor Night. Somebody else wrote, Swifties, friendly reminder that Harry Josie follows Scooter on Instagram and is a fan of him. So let's make sure he goes home tonight. So he actually did go home. He was voted off. And then the vice president of alternative series at ABC Studios sees all of this. And he then tweets, I actually wonder if this is what happened. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Uh, uh, Are you looking at Harry Josie's OnlyFans? No, I'm unfollowing Scooter Braun. Oh. Oh, you're unfollowing Scooter Braun? Why would you follow Scooter Braun? That was like years ago when Bieber was doing his thing. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Scooter Braun, unfollow. Yeah. Mocha's about to be kicked off I the show. Do you follow, <laughs> still follow Scooter? Do you follow? Does he? Yeah, he isn't yeah. unfollowed. Do you follow Taylor? Yes. Oh, you do. Okay. I, guy, yeah. I've been following Taylor since like okay. the early. I love Taylor Swift. Okay. Roz, do you follow Taylor? <laughs> no. Like, since oh, the wow. early days, no. early early days, no. since she was a country star. <laughs> <laughs> since before Instagram, yeah, you followed before. her. Before, oh man, I loved. Ta- Wait, hold on. All of that. Oh shoot, we talking about Instagram? Hold on. <laughs> oh yeah, it's only Instagram. What did you unfollow on Twitter? Yeah, hold on. Bro. Bro, Insta. Nobody cares who you follow on Twitter. Yeah. It's Instagram Insta. is like the thing. Hey, because I follow yes. Taylor Swift on Instagram, did you guys know she does not follow anyone? No, I didn't know that yeah. actually. Yeah. Did you follow Harry? No, on Instagram. No, she has no. zero followers. Zero like she's followers, following eh? zero. She yeah. doesn't she, even follow her boyfriend? Not no, even no. her boyfriend. Nope. If you guys were a fan of Taylor like I am, <laughs> you'd know this. <laughs> you know <that>. Right? <laughs> right? You guys... You're not the real, true fan, no. You're not I the get real it. Deal. No, I got it. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
The Rainbow Bridge explosion yesterday was wild, man. It was straight um, out of a movie. Yeah, and immediately people started, you know, wondering and speculating and some just straight up saying that it was a terrorist incident. Um, after all sort of was said and done and they wrapped up their preliminary investigation real quick, uh, here is Governor, New York Governor uh, Kathy Hochul. There is no evidence at this time that this was a terrorist activity. And that's what I want to make very clear to the public. Just to calm everybody down, it's really important because uh, based on what's happening in other parts of the world, everybody is on edge. And this is an international border. And we've always felt the vulnerability there. But this was a, a you know, I won't call it an accident. It's not been determined to be an accident. Uh, you don't know whether the, inten- the driver was intentional in how they drove. We do not know that. All I know is there was a horrific accident. Well, I won't call it an accident. A horrific incident, a crash an explosion, loss of life, but at this time, no known terrorist connection. Man, thank you know what? It, because this happened on the U.S. side of the border, mm-hmm. we got this wrapped up in a couple hours. Mm-hmm. If this happened on the Canadian side of the border, we would not know anything for weeks mm-hmm. and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So nothing explains, though, why the driver was doing like 100 miles an hour. Nothing. There's no explanation for that, which is wild. So it was apparently a husband and wife in the car. Okay. It was a Bentley, mm-hmm. which goes for $300,000 new. Yeah. They were doing like 100 hit a median, flew 15 feet in the air, far, yeah. hit one of the guard um, posts uh-huh. where there was a person inside, a border guard. The, the, the outside of the, the, the guard box saved him. And... From what they've managed to figure out is this was a couple from Western New York who were on their way to Toronto to go to the Kiss concert, but the Kiss concert was canceled because the singer got sick, so they decided to go to the casino instead. And then what happened after that? Nobody knows. Hmm. And both of them, like the two people in the vehicle died? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that video is wild, though. So it's almost easier to explain the speed of things if it was... Something terrorism related. Uh-huh. But oh. now that they've completely ruled that out, it's like, well, what the hell happened? And when you're so close to the border, like, I don't know of an opportunity for you to be able to speed up, like, to get to that level of speed because of the amount of, like, medians and other cars and... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It I was, don't know. It was also one of the busiest travel days of the year. Oh, and they shut yeah. it down. It's thanks, yes. American Thanksgiving right? and, like, oh, yeah. my God. Wow. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, so Frontier Airlines had a hell of a week. So I don't even know anything about Frontier Airlines. They're like a local U.S. sort of, you know, small charter operation. But there was uh, one incident where a woman got up when the plane had landed and uh-huh. she wanted to use the bathroom and the flight attendants were blocking her from using the bathroom and she just straight up pulled her pants down in the aisle in front of children and everybody else uh, and like tried to pee. So here's that. I'm ready to pee over here. Sorry, everybody. She pulls her pants down. I don't give a no you. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God! Yo, let her be. Oh wow! Chaos. All chaos. Chaos. Yeah. And then on another frontier flight, mm-hmm. same week, this one, 
uh, on a flight from, I believe, uh, Houston to Denver, there was a woman who had some sort of meltdown and started, Uh like, talking in, like, some demonic voice. And then they came in and strapped her up and got her off the plane. And then another woman got up who saw what was going on and that this woman might be possessed. And then she starts talking about Jesus. Listen to this. You can't see Jesus on the plane, man. No, no. she was walking up and down the aisles. No, 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 no. Look at Mar- right? Mar- Maria's got to fly tomorrow. I'm canceling my trip. I would have rather been on the plane Talk. with Brenda Lee singing Christmas Carol. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Taylor Swift, uh, it's not looking like she's going to be home for Thanksgiving. Uh, I know Travis Kelsey had said in his podcast that he was going to be having KFC alone, a bucket of KFC, because <laughs> I yeah. guess they got to play in Vegas on Sunday. But uh, Taylor is still down in Brazil, and because of a rescheduling of one show uh, from Saturday to Monday, and then she has other shows in Sao Paulo that start on Friday, it's not looking like she's going to be coming home for Thanksgiving or spending any time with uh, with Travis, Travis Kelsey, if anybody's wondering about all of so that. Travis alone in Vegas with just a bucket of KFC? I get that. To me, that doesn't sound like a bad night. I mean, it's it's not... You listen, had, it's, had me it alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Thanksgiving, uh-huh. right? Like, it's not it's not Thanksgiving, but, you know, that's not a bad day, Like, this was, right? if, if there was going to be a time for a new romance kind of celebration with the with the family. Yes. It would be now. But it's hard when your when your boyfriend plays in the NFL because oh, they yeah, play yeah, football yeah. all Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Like they it's a it's a big it's you a big thing but Christmas. Yeah, exactly. But I I don't think that he, they, they this is what they did say they're planning on spending much more time together for uh, December and January, but as it is right now, solo acts on uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, poor guy. Right? Poor girl. I know. I know. I know. Living the dream I Thanksgiving know. right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bucket of KFC. I like, is it the popcorn chicken from No, there? no, no, just the actual chicken. <sighs> would he get sides? He would have to get sides, right? He'd have to get sides. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bucket? Uh, yeah. Travis Kelsey, what do you think his sides are? Uh, macaroni and cheese. Uh, the macaroni mac the, 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 the macaroni. The macaroni salad is what it is. Or do I you think, think so. he does? But the bucket, you get two sides. So you mac get and cheese. And oh, coleslaw. Yeah. Do you think he gets fries or mashed taters? Oh, that's a good one. With the gravy. Oh, I think it's Thanksgiving. I think he's doing mash. Same. You're right. I think he's doing it. It's got to be mashed with the taters. Yeah, is yeah, he eating yeah. the chicken hot or does he put it in the fridge for all to cool it down? No, I think he's just sitting on the oh, couch hot, opening man. the bucket. Yeah. Watching Dig Netflix, in. watching Squid Game. You know? Dig like, in. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't sound like a bad night, yeah. right? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.